Today, the Liturgy of the Church indicates that a brief sermon should be preached immediately following the Passion, so we'll see if I can follow the rules. But as we're reflecting on this this mystery, uh, specifically the mystery of the crucifixion and death of our Lord, the Passion story and the narratives of which we just concluded, is coming to mind the reflection that this mystery bears for us the fruit of perseverance in our trials. And one particular trial came to mind, not that of our Lord, but that of some of his followers. They're known as the, the 40 Holy Martyrs of Sebast. I hope that you know about them already, but if you don't, you'll know a, a little bit about them here shortly. The 40 Holy Martyrs of Sebast were 40 military men in the age of the early church in the fourth century. They were men who had come to know Christ, who had been dedicated, had been baptized, and they, they committed their, their military you know, battles to our blessed Lord. They commended them and prayed before each one of them, and they were, on that account, quite successful in these things. And so these 40 men, it came to pass that during the midst of the early church, as persecutions would come and go, a persecution came, and it came to their doorstep, so to speak. And the 40 men were told by their superiors that if they did not renounce their Christian faith, they would be killed. And then all 40 of them together said, then let it be done. Kill us. It was in the early, early part of the year, was in, in March, and so it was still cool in that part of the world. And the, indeed, the lake in the town where they were staying, it was so cold that it had frozen over. It was a good solid chunk of ice. And so their, their superiors, their captors, essentially their persecutors, said, if you do not renounce your faith, we'll be, we'll be forced to, to cast you out under the ice without any clothing whatsoever. You'll freeze to death. It'll be a terrible, painful death. And the 40 men, looking at one another, all agreed at the same time. And rather than to delay any further, they stripped themselves and went out on the ice. The 40 of them gathered together, seeking to have warmth between them, and they began to pray and sing hymns to the Lord, singing psalms to encourage one another in this gift of faith. And they made a singular request to the Lord, 40 we are in number, 40 may we die. Over time, they began to, over the course of the day and through the evening, they began to, of course, look over to the side of the lake where their persecutors had set up a nice large bath that it was warming, it was being heated by the fire. Everyone would love a nice warm bath to be able to get out of the cold. And of course, each of them certainly were challenged in some manner, looking off to the side, either being coaxed by the, the look of the fire or by the encouragement of the, the promise of good food, a nice warm bowl of soup that would await them. All they would have to do was renounce their faith, just give up, and it would be so easy. But they did not, except for the one. One man, looking over to the side, failed to persevere in the trust of the Lord. And he gave up, and despite the calls of his brother, walked over to the edge of the lake and hopped into the nice warm pool that had been promised him. And he died on the spot, his body going into shock. A man next to him, One of his persecutors, who had been seeing all of these things unfold for hours and hours, was blessed by a particular grace, a vision. He saw from the heavens coming down angels with crowns, and they placed the crowns upon the 39 men standing out on the ice. But the man in the bath, 
They did not crown. The man, looking at this and understanding and recalling the words that had been spoken by them at the beginning, 40 are we, 40 may we die, stripped himself of his garments and went out on the ice to join the men, converted on the spot by the power of the witness of their faith, and himself gained his own crown. Through the course of the night, they all died, either because of the cold or because of the sword. Forty they were in number, forty crowned martyrs they died. It's a promise to us that the Lord gives to us, that he is faithful to us. If we are faithful to him, we can have certainty. We need not doubt. We need not be curious or wonder or be concerned about whether the Lord will show up for us. He always will. It is whether we are willing to persevere that is the question. This challenge of perseverance is sprinkled all throughout the passion narrative we just heard. All throughout it, we hear these individuals who make these bold claims. Peter says that even if I should die, I will never deny you. And all the apostles say together with him, us too. And the Lord looks at Peter and says, three times you'll deny me, even before the cock crow. And it exactly takes place. Not only does, uh, does Peter not to die for our Lord, he denies him threefold and all the other apostles with him. And when it comes down to it, everyone heads for the hills. They all flee, Judas, the worst of them. In the midst of our Lord's passion, too, many invitations for him to, to falter in his perseverance are also given, opportunities for him to be able to, to flee the scene in so many ways, the invitation for him to come down from the cross, and then we will all believe. The recognition that our Lord has, that in the midst of all of this, they, thinking he is powerful, reminds them, if I just say the word, the Father will send legions of angels to save me. But that the scriptures be fulfilled, he perseveres. At any moment, everything could have been different, but it was not. He persevered because he knew the Father's will. Difficult though it was, indeed, his humanity cried out to the Father, begging that the cup would pass. But if not, thy will be done. And so it is for us to know the same, to know that we too will also be put to the test, whether as the apostles or whether as our blessed Lord, in some way, all of us, in the midst of carrying our crosses in this earthly life, in the midst of living our Catholic faith in the ordinary things of day to day, we are challenged to simply give it up, to set it down, not to be willing to persevere, go enjoy a nice warm bath, enjoy a bowl of hot soup, Come down and we'll believe in you. All of these things will come to us in some way. The temptations for us not to persevere. And indeed, it is a great temptation for us not to persevere. But it is the greatest of gifts to do so. To persevere is not something that we ourselves can muster, though. And it's not by our own strength. Indeed, by the apostles' own strength of their sheer force of will to do all the things that the Lord was saying and to be able to follow him even to death, every last one of them left. That was their strength. But the Lord, simply turning to the Father, was able to persevere in his the even greater suffering of the cross itself. And so the Lord invites us to acknowledge the same that if we would persevere, we have to do only one thing, namely, to turn to Christ in our weakness.
to turn to him in our absolute need. If we rely upon ourselves, our strength, our wisdom, our holiness, our knowledge, our experience, or any other attribute that we have for ourselves, we will fall. We will fail. We will not persevere. We will take the bait and simply go to hop in the pool. But if we turn to our Lord and acknowledge our weakness, acknowledge the desire that we have to flee from the cross, he will give us the strength to bear it. And as we go through life, again, none of us will bear it perfectly. All of us at some time will waver. All of us at some time will fail to persevere in our resistance of temptations, in our, in our reluctance to do the good of virtuous things. Every last, of, every last one of us will fall. But the thing is then to take the perseverance and to apply it not just to a singular particular instance, but to the whole of our Christian life. Because the whole of the Christian life really depends upon one particular thing, perseverance. Because if a soul lives their entire life, but at the end gives up, we've lost. Much like the man who, persevering for many hours out on the ice, hopped in the water, thinking himself to enjoy a nice warm bath, and died. It's for us to ensure that, that our perseverance continues in seeking after the Lord, even when we do fall away from him like the apostles who fell away from him, who denied him, who were, who were not anywhere to be seen in the midst of his passion. And yet, he came back to them, and they to him, and they showed him, he showed them his mercy. So also the Lord would have us do, if we persevere, if we persevere in seeking after him, imperfectly that we may do it, falling that we may, sinful that we may be, if we persevere in seeking after him, his mercy is always there for us. His mercy is always there to pick us up once again and to encourage us to go back on the ice, so to speak, and to take up once again the cross that is entrusted to us and offered to us for our salvation, for his glory, and for the good of others. And so it is simply for us to come to this holy mass and to turn to our blessed Lord, to take part in that great mystery that we just heard proclaimed, the mystery of the crucifixion of Christ, that is for us the salvation of the world, the gift of our blessed Lord, who gave us his bread and wine, his body and blood to consume in our weakness. And so we turn to the Lord, we look to him, we cast our eyes also to the heavens, and we beg for that food which is our only hope, the Eucharist, that it be, be for us a strength and perseverance in our trials, that we may not rely upon ourselves, but always rely upon Christ, to rely upon his strength, his flesh. Indeed, his flesh is strong, Though our spirit may be strong, our, we, our flesh is weak, but his is both strong. So we place our trust in him and pray for his help.